Holy Spirit is unlocking the very Word of God in our hearts. As we hold it in our hands, it's the living Word. It's alive. It's active. It's not a Word that's dead. It's not a Word that's not going to bring change or shape or mold. It's the living Word. It's alive. So let's give the Lord some praise for His Word today. Amen. The atmosphere this morning is pregnant with possibilities. The atmosphere this morning is pregnant with possibilities. I don't think it's by coincidence or chance that the births are taking place. See, there has to be There has to be the pain within labor in order to birth something new. So it comes to a place within us, and I think all of us have, have realized that there's something going on. The enemy is, you know, I, I'd, heard a, I'd heard a word where the, the destroyer was released, but how many of you know the power of God is greater than any destroyer? Can I get an Amen. And we're in the middle of a shifting. We're in the middle of a changing. And it's all about identity. It's all about who we are. It's all about who God's created us to be. And we have been preaching against some opposition, the grace of God. We've been preaching against some opposition, the goodness of God. Some people want to keep God as a mean vengeant God and in the Old Testament there's some truth to that but how many of you know that the very word of God is alive and active and it's the New Testament in which we operate in can we give the Lord some praise for that and there's grace and there's goodness and and some people are like no I just want to keep God angry and mad at you I'm here to tell you we have been preaching and got a revelation that God is not mad at you and he sees you through the blood of Jesus Christ. He sees you pure. He sees you holy. He sees you righteousness. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that's how he's looking at you. He's not looking at your mistakes. He's not looking at how you've messed up. And I'm here to tell you, we got some people that are starting to believe that. And they're beginning to rise up as the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And that gets me excited. Amen. So we're not going to back off. We're not going to continue. We're not going to back off no matter what the opposition is. And said, you know what? God is a good God. No matter what, there is no darkness in him. It's only light. Hallelujah. And, and as we begin to look at some things, we have to understand that there is the atmosphere being pregnant with the possibilities is that all things are possible to him that believe. Can you feel it? I mean, I can just feel it. It's just, it's not just something that is, that's just a, oh, nice little feeling. It, it is a feeling of love. It's a feeling of his goodness. It's a feeling that he's releasing us of our past and moving into our future. So I want to talk about the future is now. If you've got your Bibles, let's turn with me to Matthew 15. We're going to get there in just a minute. But real quickly, I want to talk a little bit about position. We want to position. We need to position ourselves. How do we position ourselves? One of the ways that I can position myself is come with a thankful heart. <laughs> Robert talked about the thankfulness of God today. And we're going to get into that because it's one of the scriptures that, that I'm going to use this morning. 
So the, the, the word position literally means the, the state of being placed or, the, or a situation. We can be positioned in a situation. It, 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 it also means uh, often with relationship with other objects. I look at, I'm a real big kind of sports guy, and, and, and wins and losses can really be determined in who's in position and who's out of position. You can have victory by being in certain position and, 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 and in being in the right position at the right time. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place. Tell them, at the right time, doing the right thing. Say, you're in good position. <laughs> so now we want to be able to position to listen, right? We gotta, we've got to have our ears in position and we want our hearts to be able to be in position. That word position literally means um, a manner of standing or being placed. The word position literally can mean attitude. Say attitude. So it's the attitude of my heart. See, a lot of times my mind has a different attitude than my heart has an attitude. Oh, come on, somebody. So when I begin to look at that, I, our attitude should be, you know, that of Christ. So Colossians chapter 4, I think I've got verse 2. I'm have Bobby put it up. It says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert. In it with a what? Attitude of what? Okay, Robert, you heard from the Lord this morning. I was like, when he started doing that, I was like, mm, there's that attitude. So I'm going to ask you, I got an assignment for you. You guys up for a challenge? Anybody up for a challenge? Okay. I want, us, I want you to write down five things that you're thankful for. I'm not going to ask you. You can do it during my sermon if you want to. Go right ahead. But I'm going to ask you next week, we're going to talk about some, the attitude of thanksgiving. And I'm going to ask you just to come up and share some of those. Not everybody, those of you that feel like that you can. But five things. I want you to write down five things that you're thankful for. As this morning, as I was meditating on this, and I told my wife how thankful I was for her. Now, we're not having marital problems, y'all. That's not what you heard today. In fact, I am very thankful for the love that this lady shows me. But there's been many, many times where I've said, okay, are you ready? It's, it's, your, it's your turn. You're up. She's like, nah, no. Our wounds of our past can keep us from our future. And I believe there was some healing that took place today. I don't believe there was healing that just took place in Pastor Shelley, but how many of y'all got some of that too? Amen. Amen. That's what it's about. So he talks about our attitude. And, and real quickly, if you'll, if, Bobby, if you'll put up 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. The, one of the things that we talked about in our fu future being, being now is that we've got to let go of our past. And he said, but if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and he's forgotten that he has been what? Cleansed from his past sins. I think we have to have a true understanding that I am cleansed from my past sins. Listen, not until I come to Jesus Christ am I cleansed from my past sins. But when I come to Jesus Christ, my past is gone. All right? See, before I was with Christ, my, my past sins, Christ made provision for me, but I never accessed that provision. When I came to be a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, I accessed the provision in which Jesus cleansed me from all my sins. Can I get an amen? So we need to know that if we're going to have the future now, we've got to understand and have not just an understanding, 
but a revelation that my past sins have been forgiven by Christ. It's only because of Christ. It's not how much money you give. Hello? It's not how good you could be. You can be Mother Teresa, and if Mother Teresa didn't know Jesus Christ, then her past sins aren't cleansed under the blood of Jesus. Can I get an amen? They, you might say, well, theology, theoretically they are cleansed, but you have to access the cleansing. Hello? It's like Jesus said, if you'll abide in me, I will what? Abide in you. He said, knock and the door shall be. Seek and you will. So when we abide in Christ, then our sins are forgiven. And I don't know about you, but I have messed up in this life. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't believe Christians want to sin. I don't believe they just willfully just say, look, I'm just going to spit in the wind and, and go against the things of God on purpose. I think our hearts have been seared for the things of God and we want those things, but yet we can get caught up, tripped, and fallen. And although you may have fallen, the Bible, the Bible tells us some, the righteous man may what? Fall what? Seven times, but he gets back up again. See what I mean? So you may have th thought, well, wait a minute, I've fallen, I've made a mistake. Well, then get back up. You know, one time I had a guy that had told me he had gone over to the commode and he was doing something and he dropped some money in there. And it was a quarter. And, and he got out a dollar bill and he threw it in the commode. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm not going in that commode for a quarter, but I'll go in there for a dollar and a quarter. <laughs> and he took the dollar bill and he washed it off. And how many of you know before he threw that dollar in, it was worth a dollar? And after he was messed up and he washed it off, it was still worth a... Goodness. It was still worth the same thing. See, you're valuable to Christ. And although we may get dirty, He'll wash us off. And He'll purify us and cleanse us. And I know there's been some washing today. Let's thank the Lord for that washing. Amen? So we've got to let go of our past. Tell somebody, let go of your past. Come on, tell them, just let it go. And, and Bill, we talked about it not just being past failures, but past successes. Because we can live in the success of 30 years ago. Hello? And, and, and we've got to let go of those things too. So Isaiah 43, 18, it says, Forget not the former things. Don't dwell on the... Everybody, don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. And a lot of times... That's where we're spending our present is really in the past. And God wants us to take the future and bring it into the present and begin to walk forth in his love, his grace, his mercy. Therefore, it talks about in 2 Thessalonians 5.17. He says, or 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in what? Christ. He is what? A new creature, a new species of being. A new person. The old has gone and the new has come. We can say that, but how many of us got to really believe that? I, I want to get there and say, is that really real? The first time somebody read this scripture to me, I was like, huh? How can the old be gone and the new come? Because I didn't understand Christ and his cleansing. 
I didn't understand redemption. I didn't understand those things. And as I began to now understand about what the blood of Jesus Christ has done for me and how he's redeemed me, even from the sins of my past, redeemed me from the sins of my present, redeemed me from the sins of my future, doesn't give me the right to just go sin because I've been redeemed from that. And I don't want to. And I know you don't either. So as we walk forward, we have to realize that the past is gone. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. If you took me back and put me back in North Carolina, they'd say, there's that old knothead Eric Cox. What he was then. Hello? But yet you see me as who I am in the eyes of the Father. Now we want to see you as who you are in the eyes of the Father. The old is gone and the new has come. Praise the Lord for that. So I want to talk with you just a few minutes. I'm going to give you a few scriptures about it's now. Can you let go of your past now? Let's not wait till we get to heaven to let go of our past. Let's not wait till we run into some issues and situations and circumstances that we need to let go of it so we can begin to operate in our future here today. So I, I pulled out some scriptures I just want to share with you about now or even today. Say today. And um, today we want to hear his voice. Today we want to hear the voice of God. I want revelation today. It was, it was prophesied wisdom from God today. Pastor Virginia prophesied the wisdom of God. How many of you need wisdom today? You need wisdom today. It's like, oh, I needed it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I got to have the wisdom of God today. So he goes on, and, and a lot of times we don't think that God's going to provide for us, or we think the provision is in the future, and God's saying, I'm providing for you right now. See, the Scripture tells us in, in Matthew, I think it's chapter 6, verse 11, give us today our, our daily bread. When? Today. Give us our daily bread today. Right? I had to have it now. I've ministered to people, and I said, you need Jesus, you need Jesus, you need Jesus. And they said, I don't know about this Jesus, I need a job. True? And they're like, don't tell me about Jesus, I need a job. But guess what? When God provides for them the job, you can come back and go, you need Jesus. And they're like, I'm ready to hear from Jesus now. I'm not hungry. Come on, somebody. I got some provision going on in my life. I'm okay. Tell me that, tell me that I'm going to be all right. Why do I need this Jesus? A lot of times we try to give him Jesus and he's like, I need something else today. And he says to Matthew, today I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you your daily bread today. It might be, <laughs> it might be, I grew up on some macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Together, mixed up, in a bowl. I grew up on scrambled eggs and ketchup. My wife's like, he puts ketchup on his eggs. They're like, how do you put ketchup on your eggs? Why? Why would you, why would you put ketchup on your eggs? I said, well, if you had eggs all the time for breakfast, lunch, supper, we kind of had to, this is breakfast, so there's no ketchup. When dinner time came or supper time came, ketchup. Why? Because you could tell the difference. It's supper. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Pastor, are you telling me that you used to live by eggs? Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but eggs too, right? But he says, today I'm going to give you our daily bread. Say today. In Luke chapter 4, verse 21. Jesus was talking about it, and he got up, and he read Isaiah, and he said, today this scripture is being fulfilled. 
In other words, the things that Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah coming, Jesus was saying, this is that. Okay? Say today. So today the scripture's fulfilled in your hearing. In Hebrews chapter 5, God said to him, you are my son. Today I have become your father. And it reminds me of Luke. I am your father. Right? Luke didn't know that Darth Vader was his father. I am your father. Today, when I come to Christ, I'm not just a servant, I'm a son. Today, I got some sonship back this morning. I got some sonship back this morning. I got my identity not in us, but in him. I got my identity not in just your pastor, but in him. Something that was lost this morning, I got back. And I got back my sonship. And when he was talking about it in Hebrews, he was saying, today you are my son. Today I am your father. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus took care of our past, present, and future. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's cleansed me yesterday, cleansed me today, cleansed me forever. So Isaiah 43, 19, the second half of that verse, because we talked about Isaiah 43, 18. But 43, 19 says, see, I am doing what? Now a new thing. A new thing when? Don't you perceive it? Can't you see it? There's something going on. There's some unrest, not just in us individually, but there's an unrest in the earth's atmosphere. When the presence of God, when the King of kings and the Lord of lords releases things in the atmosphere, things change. See what I mean? So we've got to have a perception to begin to see it. We've got to be able to see who you are. I want you to be able to rise up, not out of pride, not out of arrogance, but to rise up when the enemy comes at you. You say, wait a minute, I'm a child of the Most High God. Who do you think you are? Who are you messing with now? Get off of me. Leave my family alone. You don't have any authority here. Go. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. Hasta luego. Are you with me? We've got to be able to stand up and say, wait a minute, I can get through this. Although the enemy may come at me, he don't know who he's messing with because when he's messing with Richard, he's messing with me. Oh, come on, somebody. When he's messing with Heather, he's messing with you. Come on. When he's messing, messing with Bobby, he's messing with us. So as a family, we come together and say, you know, don't you be messing with my family. I, I, my, my son-in-law was watching the Hatfields and McCoys. He came down and he was like, Eric, you know much about the Hatfields and McCoys? I said, oh, yes. They did not get along together. We have an enemy that wants to come against us. But when he come against Glenn, I'm stepping in. When he comes against Bill, I'm stepping in. When he comes against Shirley or Johnny, I'm stepping in. Come on, somebody. Because... We've got to be know who we are. And we're children, sons of the Most High God. Can I get an amen? Okay, 
Verse 19, he says, now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? Man, don't you see it? Something's going on. There was something happening today. I knew when I walked in this building today, I said, something's up. Something's up. And then the Lord was saying, the air is pregnant. It's pregnant. It's pregnant. Don't have them babies right there this moment, please. <laughs> Terry's an EMT. And he's not here. He's the one that can deliver my God. We're getting midwives in here. So we, just in case she goes into labor, we'll take her back. You can do that. We'll drop some water in the tub. We'll just, we'll just go after it and let you just turn you guys loose. Amen? So the future is now. So we've got to bring the future into our situation. So in Matthew chapter 15 is an example. Then I want you guys to go home and read it. I'm going to talk about it on Wednesday night that I want you to see where this woman, answer it, maybe God. Hello? Your phone ever rang and it's like, you know, I didn't call you. I had somebody one time call me and I said, hello, and they were like, is this Pastor Eric? I'm like, yes. They called me. I didn't call you. I, I, I didn't call you. And we ended up ministering and praying for that person. Amen? And the person said, you know what? This was just a divine call. So don't think God can't connect some stuff and show up. That's you, Lord? <laughs> oh, bring home some milk. Okay, that's you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'll bring home some milk on the way. I want you to look at how this woman brought the future into the present. I'm going to have you, I'm going to, your assignment is to read it. And also five things. What are we going to do? Write down five things that we're thankful. We have a thankful for. Children are just so awesome. I can say, Josiah, what are you thankful for? I'm just thankful for my toy. <laughs> I'm thankful for my bicycle. <laughs> you know, those simple things, yeah, they, they're, they matter to God. Amen. The woman was a Gentile, not a Jew. And Jesus, keep in mind when you read through the scriptures, that Jesus had was sent to the house of Israel. He was sent to the Jews first. You ever heard the scripture, the Jews that first, then the Gentiles? That, that he was sent to the Jews first because he was the Messiah, their Messiah. They had been reading about him, studying about him in the whole Old, Old Testament. You begin to see, and Jesus said, I am that. You know, in Luke, when he said, today this is fulfilled in your hearing, basically he was saying, you know what? That Messiah that y'all been looking for? It's right now. I'm fulfilling this scripture. The prophecy in which Isaiah prophesied for the future was present. When Jesus in Luke chapter 4 spoke it out. So the future can be pulled into the present. And the Syrophoenician woman actually was outside the house of Israel. And she came to Jesus. And she cried out. And there was a cry out this morning. There was a cry of the heart. She cried out. Son of David, have mercy on me. And the, and the disciples said, why don't you quiet her up? her up. And Jesus didn't talk to her. He talked to the disciples. So when you read that, look at that. He wasn't talking to her. He was talking to the disciples. And he basically was saying, she shouldn't get what I have. She's not supposed to get that. That's for something in the future. And she said, I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing. 
she pulled it out of the future into the present. And God was like, your faith has just pulled this thing. What was future for you, she pulled right into the presence. Amen? So that's Matthew chapter 15. I think it's verses 21 through 28 or something like that. Will you stand to your feet this morning? Tell somebody that God is good. Come on, tell them that He's good. He's good all the time. I want to pray for your an encounter for you. Now, we've already kind of encountered some things this morning. My prayer for you is this. That you would encounter the Father's love. And it will be impossible for you to stay the same. That you will encounter the Father's love. And it will be impossible for you to remain the same. Are you ready for that type of an encounter? See, it's kind of like I've heard people say, well, be careful when you pray for patience. Because then all hell seems to break loose and you get to walk through patience. I don't want to be the same 10 years from now. I truly believe, and there's some of you that have been here for 14 years with us. And you've seen a difference in us now than we would 14 years ago. Wouldn't you say that? So the next 14 years, I want to make sure that we have encounters of the love of God. So we can't be the same. I don't want to be the same tomorrow than I am today. I don't want to be the same next week that I am today. I don't want to come into church and be the same when I came into church than when I'm walking out. I want to experience something different with Him. Just put your hand on the heart, on your heart. And I'm just going to pray for you and we're going to release you. But we're going to release you with encounters of the Father's love. My prayer for you is that you would encounter the Father's love in such a great way that it will be impossible for you to stay the same. It will be impossible for you to not have the heart of compassion, but be able to step into the things that God has for you. That you will encounter His love in such a great way when others around you don't love you that it won't matter because you are going to experience His love in a greater measure. So I declare an increase. I declare encounters with God. I declare encounters, not just because you went to church, but you encounter Him in the afternoon, this afternoon. That you encounter Him when you're driving down the road, that you encounter Him that you're at the grocery store, you're at the shopping center or the mall, that you will encounter His love. That you will all of a sudden say, I feel the presence of God. And I feel your love upon me, Father. And I pray that it will mess you up, that you got to pull off to the side of the road and and weep, not because you're sad or, or hurting, but, but that you're just so thankful for the love of the Father. And that He'll change and transform you into His image, into His likeness. And I say, God, give Him encounters of your love, Father. Show Him who you are, Papa. Show Him, Daddy, who you are. Show Him, Father, your love and how much valuable they are. 
more than silver or gold, that they're more valuable and precious than anything else. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So you go forth and have those encounters. I think Richard's fixing to give me an encounter. There's a little encounter for Pastor Eric for his birthday. This is our uh, birthday gift offering over the past couple of weeks to you, Pastor Eric. So that uh, you know just how much we love you. And like a good like a good husband, I give it to my wife. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you. It, this it's it's humbling. Fourteen years ago, I left a, a very good paying job. I was like Isaac, and some of you don't know the testimony. But I loaded up what I had and I left to come to Oklahoma. I didn't have a job. I didn't have provision. I, I just said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for what this is. And I started at a church in, in, in February and they, they gave me $100 every now and then. And it didn't matter because God had provided and has provided ever since. So I just thank you for this. This is very humbling for me. And I thank you for that. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior... Let us introduce them to you. If you want to be part of what God's doing at Living Word Fellowship, just come on back and just join the family and be part of what we're doing here. God's doing something special, and we'd love to have you as part of that. And now the prophet's moving in the house, so anyway, let her. I've just been instructed to sing happy birthday to you. Not too prophetic, is it? Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Pastor Eric, happy birthday to you. Anyways, if you need prayer, we'll, we'll pray for you. God bless you. Go in the peace of the Lord. May you go as sons and daughters in the things of God. Amen. All right, bless you.